0: Good Sunday morning, Northgate. It's time to get into God's Word. Back to the parables this morning with a very familiar parable that hopefully will encourage us uh, this morning. So Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak to us. Holy Spirit, Lord, just encourage us in your truth this morning, who you are and what you want to teach us. Amen. So we're going to be looking in Luke chapter 11 uh, this morning. And Jesus is talking about prayer and he gives us a couple little stories. It's important to know the context this parable also in Matthew. But it says in Luke 11:1. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So here the question is, finding Jesus praying, God, we want to, Jesus, we want to pray like you teach us how to pray. So the first part is very familiar territory when he teaches them the Lord's Prayer. He says, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Give us day to day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. After that, sharing that prayer, Jesus now tells two stories which will help them to know how to pray. He says to them in verse 5, Which of you? She'll have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on this journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give it to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give it to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Verse 9, so I say to you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? If he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So here are two stories, two pictures, the friend coming. At midnight, and the idea of a good father, when asked, will give what is asked for. And if we look at these, and Jesus is telling them, listen, this is how you pray in terms of words, one way to pray, the Lord's Prayer. Well, here's how, in terms of attitude, you should pray. And obviously, what comes forth is this idea of persistence. This friend continually knocking and then going into this idea of continually asking seeking knocking and we need to take this to heart this morning that this is how god would want us to pray to pray with persistence so i just have a few thoughts about this hopefully they will be a blessing and an encouragement and even a challenge to you this morning the first thing if you want to write it down wherever you are or put it in your memory, is it takes faith to persist in prayer. If persistence is the goal, how do we persist then in prayer? And I believe it takes faith. And you know, um, when I was younger and even older, faith is a seems to... Be to me a momentary thing. Do I have enough faith in the moment? Or people talk about, do you have faith to take this step? Do you have faith to pray for this person? Do you have enough faith? And sometimes we see that certainly in the scripture where Jesus said, oh, faithless generation. This is why you couldn't cast out this demon or um, you couldn't provide for these people. Oh, faithless generation. But I think faith is, is much more than a momentary thing. And I think faith is what propels us to be persistent. Oftentimes when we are praying and we don't get what we want, we call that we're praying and our prayers hit the ceilings and I think we've all been there. We get discouraged and we quit because we think God is not listening. Or we think it isn't changing anything. And I think we've all been there before. We pray and we pray and we see nothing and then we stop or we lose heart. And we know Jesus would say in Luke 18, he gave them a parable that they would not lose heart, but rather be persistent in prayer when he talks about the widow and the unrighteous judge. And here again, it seems that faith continually asks even when it doesn't see the answer. And wouldn't that be what faith is anyways, that we believe when we don't see, that we trust, Uh, even though we don't see the answers, we have this greater force within us, this faith to believe, no, God is listening. I'm going to keep knocking. I'm going to keep asking. I believe God is listening to me. And that is so, so important because I think perseverance and this persistence, this endurance in prayer is something we need to hear this morning. I know I needed to hear it. I don't necessarily need faith for the moment. I need faith to continue. I need faith to keep praying. I need to believe God is working even when I don't see the answers. More importantly, when I don't see the answers. And I can remember just scanning the last 15 years and going way back, starting praying uh, way back when in, in Bob's sunroom with a few elders week after week, and then prayer Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning with the discipleship students. And I can remember Ralph, uh, the old friend of ours who passed away this year, just there every morning praying with us, Team 20, the prayer team uh, of Team 52, which was the prayer team last year of all those hours of prayer and you know prayer meetings on Wednesday night and just laboring away and man there's times where you wonder is it actually working God I don't seem to see a difference <laughs> Are people's lives being changed more importantly is my life being changed as persistent personally in our own lives getting up and praying and God Are you working? I want to encourage you to keep going. That faith, our belief in God, creates this persistence to know, no, God, you are listening. I want to keep going, and you've told me to keep going, and you will answer in your time. But you're developing something within us, this deep endurance to keep praying, and we don't need to escape from the situation in some ways, I think my life, I've been pampered and I've always got what I've wanted. And even in North America, that we get what we want. Everything is fast, uh, fast food and probably the only thing open. We wait for nothing. And yet in God's economy, there is this thing of waiting and persisting and growing because it develops us. It develops our faith to persist in prayer. So this morning, maybe you're frustrated and you feel like God's not listening and Maybe I, I, don't, I don't believe in prayer anymore. I haven't seen any answers. Can I encourage you to keep going, to, to keep knocking like that friend, to, to keep asking, to keep seeking, to know that God is developing something within us and we need to have greater faith. Lord Jesus, give us more faith. We know prayer works, but how often we give up. And that leads me into the next point. If we want to have this persistence as we go through this story and we want to be like that friend knocking and we want to be the one asking the father. I think sometimes in point two, if faith keeps us going, we have to understand that prayer is a relational activity. And I think one of the challenges that we face uh, in our culture and where we live is we're so goal oriented If I do this, I get that. Um, One, two, three gets me this. If I put in these steps, I should receive this. It's almost with prayer, we take that into almost like I go to the bank teller or I go to the machine. I do this, I get this, you know. But I don't think God works like that all, all the time. I think God is much more relational than we think, that God doesn't go by the clock, that God goes by relationship that god isn't so concerned of our schedules and time but he's so much more concerned of the relationship and here as we look in this idea of asking seeking knocking why you have a good father and in thinking of that here is the relationship of us to the father and maybe you've had a bad dad maybe you have a good dad but we know our heavenly father is the best father And here it is, the relationship is I persist in faith to be relationally speaking to, communicating with my Father. And because we are so goal-oriented, because everything is about the clock, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but we can become so logical in how we look at it, we miss the relationship connected with prayer you see, God wants much more. He wants to be with us. It's almost as a little child would wake up in the morning, as I heard a sermon this week, and Daddy, can you give me a hot chocolate? Can we can we read a book together? Can we just talk together? And we know when kids are younger, and hopefully it's the same when they get older, but they just want to be with their parents. Can I go with you? Um, can we can we play together? Can and in this in this child-like relationship to the father is what I think that we need to have in prayer, not so focused on answers, not so focused on how long we do it. And we hear so many sermons on that. How, when do you pray? How long do you pray? How exactly do you pray? If I think in, in this example of teaching them how to pray, he's showing them it's, it's relational, it's persistence in faith and being with the good father and asking him as a child, being with him, Hey, Dad, I need this. And he is a good father. And that makes the beautiful picture of prayer in the relationship so special that this good father does want to answer. He's not trying to, to hide things from us. But persistence coming from knowing it's a relationship. And I find when it's not a relationship... In my life, when it's not relational, when it's not about my good father, again, when I don't have the answers and I'm so focused on the answers, another reason to give up because it's become about my list, what I need, my problems, those around me, their problems, and it's not about going to my good father who can solve them and wants to and being with him and seeing those answers And I find that there's a lot of us who struggle with prayer. And after five minutes, we don't know what to say because we've gone through our list and we're tongue tied. And what else do I say? Show me what I can do because I don't know how to be with you relationally. And it's almost like we have to have something to do. And, And I think in here, the persistence and the faith comes relationally from being with the good father. Again, as a child, you don't have to have a reason to be with your dad, but children just want to be relationally with their dad. And that's what makes a good uh, relationship. Such an encouragement for me this morning and a challenge as well. And I don't know. I fight it all the time. I don't know about you. We just want to, yeah, is this working? Is this not? Would you just enjoy your good father and telling him your thoughts and your concerns and your desires and your needs? Dad, what do I do in this situation? Help me. And I think God wants that and God will answer because he is a good, good father. Thirdly, I just want to point out if we do have a good father and we're persisting and and it's relational and we want to, to be with him, that God will give us the things that we need. And oftentimes we have this picture of God again as dangling a carrot in front of us and do more, do more, and go a little further. And, you know, that line keeps moving and moving and moving. And, And that's how we view it. No, if your picture of God is like that, I don't think your prayer life is going to be effective in changing you or changing others and having faith and persisting in what God can do. It's, it says clearly that we have a good father. He's not going to give you evil things. He's not going to give you a scorpion if you ask for an egg. And these are basic needs that we're talking about. And we who are evil parents or evil we're not all evil parents, but we're not perfect, but God is. And, and that's the picture. We know how to give good gifts to our kids, and, and that's our desire. How much more, our heavenly Father, and as I was thinking about that, as you come to the end, and he and he's speaking of prayer and the faith to persist, and you know, the continual picture of asking, seeking, and knocking, he says he wants to give you the Holy Spirit. How much more to those who ask? That God is good. And knowing the Greek here, it's always in the active, the asking, the seeking, the knocking. It's not, I ask, it's done. It's continually asking. And when you get to God and how he answers us as the good father, the Greek word is continually giving. And it's interesting that we would talk about the Holy Spirit and, and persisting and having faith and wanting that, that we need to be continually asking Of God for what? More of himself. And he will continually be giving himself to us. Uh, Unfortunately, there's this thought, you know, when I get saved, that's it. That I have all that I need. And of course, Christ enters us. But there's this hunger. There's this idea that there's always more that God wants to give of himself to us. And we can't be just content. With what we have and think we're okay when we have a continually giving God of what the Holy Spirit, which is himself, a part of himself, he wants to continually give himself to us to change us because he's a good father. I was thinking about that this week and this morning walking like what does that mean and oftentimes people say well yeah the holy spirit more more gifts and you know more supernatural and all of these things and i'm sure that's in there somewhere but i need more love i need more joy i need more patience i need more of god his glory his character in my life i need more self-control i need more of god and it's so interesting as you look through scripture when paul's praying for the churches it's always that they would have more power what is power this is the holy spirit that's where you get it more love what is love love is the spirit it's agape He's always praying that they would know love, that they would have more love, that they would abound in Philippians, in agape. There's no finish line that I know I have this love and that's it. No, I need more of you. And I have a good father who will give more that I'm not content where I am in this circumstance that I'm not content with my spiritual life and who I am. I'm not content as a church that there's not more. It's not like we have it and that's it. But here in prayer, in faith, as we persist, we say, God, I need to keep seeking and knocking and Asking because you want to continually give over and over what more of the spirit, more of yourself, more of your love that I would abound and grow in completeness, that I would know your power. And that is the picture of scripture that we're not satisfied where we are, but this desire relationally to be with God and have more of him in our lives. Where am I today? Where are you? Are you happy to carry on where you are? Or do you see there is more? And we do have a good God. And he's willing to give of himself to change us continually as we persist in prayer for more of him. Definitely very challenging. Are you desperate today? Do you want? More of God. I remember those times in prayer where you you come to the end in those moments that you think back to, like, I need an answer, God. I need you, God. The situation's miserable. And and I have so many examples just thinking in my life where you get back and your back's against the wall and, and you cry out and you say, God, I need you to show up. And He's faithful. We're desperate. We have faith to persist, He gives us more. Because that's his character. Matthew says he gives good gifts as we ask. And that's just a part of his character and who he is And here. The Holy Spirit, him, his love, his joy, his peace, his power, his goodness. I just want to encourage you today that keep going. You know, we have all knowledge and in this time and we read and we know and you know what we just need some basic elbow grease to keep going and persist believing that god still answers us would you think his prayer is relational it's not this goal oriented clock number do this get that it's about being with your good father and then when you don't necessarily get what you want in the moment you love the relationship and so you keep asking and thirdly, understand you have a good father who wants to give you more and more and more of himself. Dig in, seek, knock. Don't be satisfied for there's so much more. Do you know, I, I'm thinking this week, I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated, not with COVID, but how Christians are responding in covid and a lot of them are trying to fight for Christian principles in an unchristian way. And I think we need more of Jesus. We need more of the Holy Spirit more than anything else in this time to be effective but more importantly in our lives to have his fruit to change things around us. We need more of the Holy Spirit. We need more of God, may that be the cry of my heart and your heart today. May we persist in asking, believing that God hears us and he's a good father. Lord God, this morning, would you fill us with more of yourself? May we believe that you hear us. God, there's so much more. Jesus was saying this and even the Lord's prayer is a lot of asking. Asking for your will to come down. Asking for forgiveness. Asking for provision. Asking because you're a good father and you will give. We need more of you. I need more of you. Lord, work in our lives. Holy Spirit, come change us. Fill us. Empower us control us and pray this in your precious name jesus believing that you will answer amen have a great week and we'll see you next time